Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I shall read from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. The topic is The Spirit of Service from a Christian Science Journal article of March 1914 by Nellie B. Mace. Luke. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover, that we may eat. And when the hour was come, he sat down, and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire have I desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof, until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And there was a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest. And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger and he that is chief, as he that doth serve. For whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat, or he that serveth. I am among you, as he that serveth. John And supper being ended, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that he pours water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, 
What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Jesus said to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Verily I say unto you, He that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. John This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through mine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, 
and none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled and now come I to thee and these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil they are not of the world even as I am not of the world sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth father I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world O righteous father the world hath not known thee but I have known thee and these have known that thou hast sent me and I have declared unto them thy name that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them I shall now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy it is sad that the phrase divine service has come so generally to mean public worship instead of daily deeds our Heavenly Father divine love demands that all men should follow the example of our master and his apostles and not merely worship his personality the best sermon ever preached is truth practiced and demonstrated by the destruction of sin sickness and death knowing this and knowing too that one affection would be supreme in us and take the lead in our lives Jesus said no man can serve two masters grafting holiness upon unholiness supposing that sin can be forgiven when it is not forsaken is as foolish as straining out gnats and swallowing camels if men would bring to bear upon the study of the science of mind half the faith they bestow upon the so-called pains and pleasures of material sense they would not go on from bad to worse but the whole human family would be redeemed through the merits of Christ through the perception and acceptance of truth if God were understood instead of being merely believed this understanding would establish health material beliefs must be expelled to make room for spiritual understanding we cannot serve both God and mammon at the same time but is not this what frail mortals are trying to do Paul says the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh who is ready to admit this 
the dream that matter and error are something must yield to reason and revelation. Then mortals will behold the nothingness of sickness and sin, and sin and sickness will disappear from consciousness. The harmonious will appear real, and the inharmonious unreal. These critics will then see that error is indeed the nothingness which they chide us for naming nothing, and which we desire neither to honor nor to fear. Are we irreverent towards sin, or imputing too much power to God, when we ascribe to Him almighty life and love? I deny His cooperation with evil, because I desire to have no faith in evil or in any power but God good. Is it not well to eliminate from so-called mortal mind that which so long as it remains in mortal mind will show itself in forms of sin, sickness, and death? Instead of tenaciously defending the supposed rights of disease, would it not be well to abandon the defense, especially when by so doing our own condition can be improved in that of other persons as well? I have never supposed the world would immediately witness the full fruitage of Christian science, or that sin, disease, and death would not be believed for an indefinite time. But this I do aver, that as a result of teaching Christian science, ethics and temperance have received an impulse, health has been restored, and longevity increased. If such are the present fruits, what will the harvest be when this science is more generally understood? The chief difficulty in conveying the teachings of divine science accurately to human thought lies in this, that like all other languages, English is inadequate to the expression of spiritual conceptions and propositions, because one is obliged to use material terms in dealing with spiritual ideas. The elucidation of Christian science lies in its spiritual sense and this sense must be gained by its disciples in order to grasp the meaning of this science. Out of this condition grew the prophecy concerning the Christian apostles. They shall speak with new tongues. Speaking of the things of spirit, while dwelling on a material plane, material terms must be generally employed. Mortal thought does not at once catch the higher meaning, and can do so only as thought is educated up to spiritual apprehension. To a certain extent, this is equally true of all learning, even that which is wholly material. Human thought has adulterated the meaning of the word soul through the hypothesis that soul is both an evil and a good intelligence resident in matter. The proper use of the word soul can always be gained by substituting the word God where the deific meaning is required. In other cases, use the word sense and you will have the scientific signification.
as used in Christian science, soul is properly the synonym of spirit or God. But out of science, soul is identical with sense, with material sensation. Instruct the sick that they are not helpless victims, for if they will only accept truth, they can resist disease and ward it off as positively as they can the temptation to sin. This fact of Christian science should be explained to invalids when they are in a fit mood to receive it, when they will not array themselves against it, but are ready to become receptive to the new idea. The fact that truth overcomes both disease and sin reassures depressed hope. It imparts a healthy stimulus to the body and regulates the system. It increases or diminishes the action, as the case may require, better than any drug, alterative, or tonic. Mind is the natural stimulus of the body. But erroneous belief, taken at its best, is not promotive of health or happiness. Tell the sick that they can meet disease fearlessly if they only realize that divine love gives them all power over every physical action and condition. If it becomes necessary to startle mortal mind to break its stream of suffering, vehemently tell your patient that he must awake. Turn his gaze from the false evidence of the senses to the harmonious facts of soul and immortal being. Tell him that he suffers only as the insane suffer from false beliefs. The only difference is that insanity implies belief in a diseased brain while physical ailments, so called, arise from the belief that other portions of the body are deranged. Derangement or disarrangement is a word which conveys the true definition of all human belief in ill health or disturbed harmony. Should you thus startle mortal mind in order to remove its beliefs, afterwards make known to the patient your motive for this shock, showing him that it was to facilitate recovery. Our baptism is a purification from all error. The design of love is to reform the sinner. Hatred and its effects on the body are removed by love. Trials teach mortals not to lean on a material staff. Through great tribulation we enter the kingdom. Trials are proofs of God's care. Each successive stage of experience unfolds new views of divine goodness and love. The lack of spiritual power in the limited demonstration of popular Christianity does not put to silence the labor of centuries. Spiritual, not corporeal, consciousness is needed. The epoch approaches when the understanding of the truth of being will be the basis of true religion. Sometime we may learn how Spirit, the great architect, 
has created men and women in science. We ought to weary of the fleeting and false and to cherish nothing which hinders our highest selfhood. If the reader of this book observes a great stir throughout his whole system and certain moral and physical symptoms seem aggravated, these indications are favorable. Continue to read and the book will become the physician allaying the tremor which truth often brings to error when destroying it. Patience, unfamiliar with the cause of this commotion and ignorant that it is a favorable omen, may be alarmed. If such be the case, explain to them the law of this action. As when an acid and alkali meet and bring out a third quality, so mental and moral chemistry changes the material base of thought, giving more spirituality to consciousness and causing it to depend less on material evidence. These changes which go on in mortal mind serve to reconstruct the body. Thus Christian science, by the alchemy of spirit, destroys sin and death. Let us have a few moments of silent prayer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.